Welcome to the CX Impact Podcast. Speed up your customer experience success. The CX Impact Podcast is brought to you by Gemseek, your trusted analytics advisor, helping you predict what your customers will do next. Hello, everybody. I'm Mumchu Buskov, host of the CX Impact Podcast at CX Champion at Gemseek. I hope you liked the previous episode of the podcast. If you haven't heard it yet, you can find it on Spotify, YouTube, and SoundCloud. Customer experience analytics is commonly defined as the discovery, collection, and analysis of customer data to help you make informed, intelligent decisions through actionable insights. While the field is rapidly growing, the exact scope and uh, impact that it achieves varies significantly from one organization to the other. Today we will discuss what challenges do the customer analytics managers solve, how they do it, why their impact will be growing in the future, and how overall the job will look in the upcoming years. I'm pleased to have as my guest Morgan Evans. Morgan has held senior roles in digital marketing and customer experience for companies such as Sega, Nokia, and Liberty Global. He has worked on projects in Europe, North and South America, and Asia, and is an expert in embedding digital analytics and experience in strategy, operations, and culture. Today, Morgan partners with and advises organizations across sectors with the goal of achieving change that creates new and long-lasting value for companies and their customers. Morgan, thanks for being on the CX Impact podcast. Thanks for having me. I will jump directly as we have really a lot to cover. So let's begin from there. What are really the biggest challenges that you faced as a customer analytics manager? Yeah, um, well, I think um, maybe to start with, uh, it's important to start looking at the big picture. So customer analytics in some of the roles that I've had um, have really focused on trying to help the organization understand what the biggest issues are and how to focus them. So I think to start with, what we've always done is try to put a bigger strategy in place or a bigger framework so that the things you're trying to achieve are understood by the rest of the organization. So one of the projects I worked on over the last three, four years was a customer experience transformation for one of Europe's biggest telcos. And there to try and avoid that all the customer analytics work was seen as fragmented or not focusing on the right things. What we adopted at, at our department and across the organization was Bain and Fred Reichelt's net promoter system, where you bring together a framework of different structures that allows you to quickly identify where to focus, but also to bring the rest of the organization along with you. This covers things like leadership commitment, so getting the mandate and educating the leadership of your organization as to where to focus, but also giving you the mandate to proceed. It's very important, secondly, to get in place reliable and so-called trusted metrics so that your data you're capturing and the way you're capturing it and basically the foundations for your customer analytics are trusted by the rest of the organization as the right things to look at. And then beyond that, it moves from you know, thinking about analytics to actually the execution and 
using analytics and the output of analytics to make changes across your company or changes for your customer. And the challenges we had over the last few years were firstly to make that aggregate insight actionable across the organization. So taking data from the experiences of millions of customers, both their feedback as well as the operational data and turning those things into insights and recommendations that departments or country teams or big, big teams within the organization can take action on. And secondly, much more on the micro scale is in taking that analysis and where you can identify individual customers who are having issues is in using those those flags that come from your operational systems to fix problems that one customer is having. So together we brought all these different elements together to really address what you said, the biggest challenge, which is creating a spirit of transformation across an organization that everyone can get behind. The first challenge there is to make sure that everyone understands what it is you're trying to achieve and the structure that's going to get you there. That's really super interesting. And can you tell me a bit more about the way you manage to achieve this? Uh, so, for example, how you mentioned it to aggregate the ins- insights and to use them across the different uh, markets and um, empower them to act upon them. Uh, so not only, because often what we see is that analytics stays somewhere within a, a dashboard or a fancy PowerPoint report, but it never comes uh, to action. Yeah, I think sort of one of the things I've certainly seen done, not only in places that I've worked, but in other organizations uh, as well as making sure that the company values what customer experience can deliver and bring to the organization. I think the worst thing that can happen for any customer analytics team is that you're perceived as a data team or a reporting team, or as you just said, a team that makes PowerPoints. If that's where your ambition ends or that's where you feel your responsibility ends, then all you are is someone who waves flags, you know, red or green flags to the rest of the organization saying this is uh, this is a problem or this thing's going well. Where I think I've seen things work in a much more successful way is where, as I said, the, the company starts to get a respect and a recognition of what customer analytics can actually bring. And to do that, you need to establish a culture across the organization that fact-based decision-making fueled by analytics is going to make the company or the organization more successful. And to do that, you've really got to change the mindset within a customer analytics team to be much more of a partner to the business. The kind of sort of aptitudes and ways of working move from just thinking about data and questions, becoming much more curious and inquisitive, much more focused on the outcome of the analysis rather than just the analysis in itself. And working as a partner with different teams across the organization to really focus on what's important to them. And I think if you can find that operating model where you're working with the rest of the business and you are really delivering value to them and helping them achieve their goals, I think you'll have a much more successful outcome with the teams that you're working with.
totally agree it makes a lot of sense uh, can you provide a specific example uh, might be with one department one country or from your rich experience of how you managed to do this yeah sure i think um a big part of sort of any customer analytics engagement with let's say people across an organization that you're partnering with i think it starts first with that that process of really trying to understand what they're trying to find out the answers to and we called it the question behind the question so quite often to get a successful project you really need to spend quite some time with the people that are initiating that piece of an analysis to determine what it is they're really looking for and once you really understand that then you can start a, a sort of in-depth piece of analysis so you as for example i think you know a few years back we had a piece of work where we were asked just to look at what's driving churn you know in a, in a telco environment you spend a lot of money to acquire customers and for every customer that you lose that investment in acquisition can become quite significant so a whole process to go through okay what's what's driving churn i think you need to drill down on that and actually say well it's not what's driving churn uh, we focus next on well what decisions are we making as a business that are having a negative impact on our customers and then going even one level lower than that it's to try and understand well okay of those decisions or of that way we're running our business that is having a negative impact on our customer which of those things can we actually change and then even one level lower than that to say well, okay we've got these things that are within our control we can change to make the customer experience better is to then look at the value both to the customer the customer volume to the business to come up with a prioritization of which of those issues you should tackle first as an organization we've gone through those kind of processes when we're thinking about churn on a very high level to bring it down to a much more actionable level where we end up with a prioritized list of things that are actually driving customer dissatisfaction to such an extent the customers are choosing to leave us uh, and then from that we implemented a multi-year program to work through those issues systemically across the whole customer life cycle and the net result was at the end of this program we had the the highest nps the, the company had ever seen the lowest churn the company had ever seen and you know drove towards some of the best results that um, that we'd seen across the organization yeah that's really amazing what you managed to achieve by really finding the answer the question behind the question and going deep into it in order to at the end of the day identify key actions and then prioritize them to select your must win battles to put it this way okay can you tell me more about your biggest win as a customer analytics manager in telco yeah well i think the biggest the biggest wins i mean i've spoken about the customer experience transformation i think that for me was an amazing project it was a sort of multi year change that focused on as we previously mentioned embedding a net promoter system into an organization where that wasn't part of its operational dna um and i think you know i i've just talked about the let's say the commercial and business and customer results that came from that but i think one of the most remarkable things that i saw during that 3 year journey was the shift in the culture 
and the way the organization embraced that change. And I think what we were able to successfully achieve was a, was a shift from a company that was, let's say, quite product and technology focused. And within the space of a few short years, was really, you know, 100% behind the customer and the customer experience and focused on, and I think at every point of the operation, focused on thinking about the impact of the decisions that were being made on the customer. Um, and this this cascaded through the organization from, let's say, the very high levels of marketing and product and commercial strategy, right down to, let's say, the smallest elements of the operations as to, to how the engineers behaved, the way we communicated with customers, and a real seismic shift in the, let's say, the importance of the customer, even in teams that weren't customer facing. Um, and we saw a re remarkable shift in that time where teams were really coming to the fore, presenting new ideas of how they can make improvements that will drive value both for the business and the customer. And a lot more of, let's say, the business cases that supported these new customer focused initiatives were really starting to be driven by churn reduction and, let's say, customer lifetime value and the extension in the time that people would be customers of ours. And those were, let's say, new ways of calculating value for the company that weren't there in the historic business cases from a few years back. So it was great to see that. It was a lot of hard work, a lot of time from teams across all the different countries spent just really educating, working with different teams, just to help them understand that it doesn't matter where you are in the organization, every decision you make ultimately has this cascading impact back down on the on the customer experience and if we don't focus on that then we're only driving really short-term results that's really you know, super powerful the entire story you shared and the fact that i really love the fact that is a customer analytics major the biggest thing that you achieved in at the end of the day is a shift in the culture which is supposed to be something soft and not so much in the scope of the customer analytics uh, manager uh, by definition or by, by the book, which is really also what you already touched upon, that uh, that's the ultimate goal of the CA manager. Okay, I wanted now to zoom into this transformation. As we see that uh, many organizations are stuck on the previous step, I would say they might uh, embed the MPS program, and methodology and then suddenly they got stuck and they really can't make this shift in the culture and engage all the different stakeholders uh, what you already touched upon like people such as engineers people from a network overall employees who are not uh, customer facing how you manage to make it really life yeah so i think um i think what you're asking is sort of how how do you keep the momentum going when you're trying to, um, let's say, create a more customer-centric culture. And I think, you know, I've seen great examples from roles that I've been in, but also from other companies. You know, things I've seen really work well, um, let's say both top-down as, as well as bottom-up. And I think you need to address both sides of the organization. So you really need, let's say from the top-down, you really need a an executive team and the leadership of any organization to really behave in a way 
that shows that their focus on the customer and their focus on you know dry having a data-driven customer focused organization isn't just something that they're saying it's something that they're doing and without that let's say constant reinforcement that the customer is number one and we're really striving to drive a better experience for all of our customers without that being constantly reinforced, not only in the communications to the whole organization, the communications that you have with the press, with investors, for example, that communication really needs to map that, but the behavior needs to reinforce that. You can't say one thing and do another thing. You really need to focus all of your activities to reinforce that transformation. It's the only way that you can get, um, get that traction through. And secondly, from the bottom up, I think, you mentioned you know, teams that aren't so close to the customer. What I've seen work really well is a number of different tactics, different programs that bring those customers closer to those teams that don't have the day-to-day relationship or the, the frontline responsibility. So I've seen great programs running across Europe where people are not only encouraged, but they're expected to spend time on the front line whether that's being uh, in a contact center, you know, sitting next to someone who's answering uh, phone calls or uh, web chats or emails uh, or other inbound communications from customers, whether they be sales queries or customer service um, issues that need resolving. Also, great. Uh, I've had great feedback and seen great results from teams who spent time, you know, spend a day with an engineer going out in their van, connecting new customers and going into houses where potentially there's an issue with their service and, uh, you know, really fixing those things, those problems for the customer. Um, And that really works in getting people closer to the customer and seeing the operations. And what I've seen sort of to reinforce that is the flip side is actually bringing customers in to the offices or having a a panel of customers uh, meet somewhere or a, uh, where a, a team is present offsite and having just Q&A and a discussion with those customers to get their perspective on what's important to them, what things drive their decision-making, what kind of experiences they have with their different providers, you know, and really talking not just to your customers, but customers of the, com- the competitors. And I've seen real light bulb moments where these panels have been happening, where you really understand that you know, potentially the things that you think are the most important for the customer or the decisions you think the customers make and how they make them, actually, when they talk about it, it may be completely opposite. Uh, and they might hold other things to a much higher or smaller priority when they're thinking about their telco experience or the providers they choose. So I think there's lots of different tactics different companies can use to bring that customer closer. It really helps that when you do that and bring, let's say, the teams that are much more distant to the customers, where they start to have these engagements, they really start to make that connection that um, the procurement decision they're making or the network or technical decision they're making isn't isolated, but it does have a long-term impact on the experience that customer has. Yeah, that's really super powerful. And um, I used to be working here in one of the biggest telecoms in Bulgaria doing the mobile data plans. 
And I was really shocked when I went to the residential shop and I stayed there for three days, I believe. And what kind of questions people had about our mobile data plans and they really couldn't understand the basic element because this was like 10 years back and they're not so much into mobile data anyway, but still it's uh, when you go and talk with the customers first hand, you really understand what are their challenges needs as well as uh, you better understand uh, what the front uh, facing customer facing employees, uh, what they really go through. Yeah, exactly. I think they, you know, there's, a tra- there's a trap that anyone in telco can fall into is that we spend most of our lives thinking about the, our products, our experience, our service, um, what that means to the customer, where if you think of it from a customer's perspective, um, they don't spend very much time thinking about it at all. I've seen panels with customers where, for example, we're asking them what their internet speed is, because that's so important to a telco provider is which product you're selling um, and what's the experience. Most customers have no idea what speed they've got. They might know it's fast or slow, or sometimes it doesn't work. Those kind of things they remember, but they don't know if they've got a 25 MB or a one gig connection. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, and I was spending, for example, two weeks to think which services to zero traffic. <laughs> and at the end of the day, when you ask uh, customers, they even don't know we had the speed of. No, no. <laughs> and, and it's quite right. They don't, you know, a customer doesn't really need to know how it works or the technology behind it. What they need to know is, okay, is it going to be there when I need it? And I think that's particularly important, you know, 2020, where... So many more of us are, are working from home, uh, using our personal, say, internet connections and, and personal devices to keep that connectivity with our friends and family, but also for our work. There, I think that has really helped accelerate the focus on the customer and the focus on the stability and the reliability of the connections that people have. It's so much more important than it ever has been. Absolutely. Okay, how do you see the future of the customer analytics uh, role overall, but also specifically within the telco industry? Yeah, I think the role of, let's say, customer analytics, I think we touched on this a a little bit already. You know, if you you rewind, uh, let's say, 10, 15 years, the quality of data in telco was much worse. The speed of data... Uh, you know, your ability uh, in customer analytics to get timely data was much, much more difficult. Um, and I think that, let's say, the ability of you as a business to manipulate that data, to do it in a cost-effective way, all of those have improved dramatically in the last few years. I think the shift that we're seeing is, you know, in customer analytics, it's less about, um, let's say, huge pieces of offline analysis, you know, crunching data for months at a time to come up with some answers. It's becoming much more now uh, a focus on what do we know in the moment and how can we use that insight, whether it's on an aggregate level or on an individual level, how can we use those insights, those triggers, um, those indications that we're getting from customers or systems? How can we use that to actually make decisions, make changes? Uh, And increasingly, how can we use those triggers to deliver things in the moment? So if you've got customers that are flagging issues, if you've got customers that are flagging that they are 
very likely to want to buy something or very likely to want to leave you. It's about using that data and triggering, let's say, an experience for that customer, whether it's a call to help them resolve their issues or to make them aware of maybe products and services that you think they might want and they might need, but they're not aware of that you sell them, or whether it's really just communications to help that customer understand and use their product in a better way. So I think there's a marked shift, not just in telco, in all industries, to really shift the the way that analytics works from a backward-looking, historic, let's say ad hoc, heavy piece of analysis to basically using the insights you've got to drive much more real-time, in-the-moment value for the organization. Thanks for sharing more. It's really fascinating. And uh, the future, we also believe here at GMC that uh, belongs to the predictive uh, analytics, uh, doing it real-time and keeping it uh, short, simple, but at the same time actionable. We're coming to the end of our conversation. So if you can provide only one advice to CX leaders who are listeners, how to achieve a bigger impact, what it would be. Yeah, um, so one, one advice to, as a customer experience leaders, I'll say anyone who's working in customer experience, I'd say that the most impactful thing that you can do is not work in a bubble, is make sure that you are really working with the rest of the business. And I think the key there is to translate your customer experience ambitions or your customer experience metrics or the language that you're using is to translate that into the metrics, the ambition and the values of the different teams that you're talking to. So if you're going to talk to a finance department or a marketing department or your operational teams, your product teams, you really need to put yourself in their shoes and understand what's important to them. So it's no point going to talk to a marketing team about NPS. What you want to talk to that marketing team about is ways to improve the marketing ROI, ways to improve the customer lifetime value, ways to improve, let's say, the overall business performance and the profitability of the company. If you can translate what you're talking about into their metrics, you're going to get much better traction, much faster. And ultimately, it's a faster way for you to achieve your customer experience goals. If you're just sort of preaching the customer experience gospel to people who it's not relevant to their daily working lives, you're going to have a much slower, much more difficult way to get your CX transformation uh, achieved and much increased likelihood of it being, let's say, a project that doesn't get the results that you would really like it to. Thanks for the great advice for really working with all the other departments and making sure that they understand what you're doing, but most importantly, link your CX KPIs to their operational KPIs is uh, probably one of the biggest challenges that we see now today in the industry and uh, addressing it, it's really super, super important. Okay, I'm pleased that I had as my guest today on the CX um, Impact Podcast, Morgan Evans, an expert with many years of experience in uh, telco customer analytics and uh, digital. You can find Morgan's contact details um, in the podcast comments.
If you want to continue the conversation about anything you heard today uh, or to learn how can JMC help you speed up your customer experience success, write us on the CXImpact at jmc.com. Thanks for the fascinating conversation, Morgan. Yeah, thank you. It's great to talk to you. If you liked this episode, hit follow and visit gemseek.com to learn more. Let's make an impact on the world of CX together. Thank you for listening.